Today's podcast features an article from Discern Magazine. When Archaeology Illustrates Scripture As more evidence comes to light, biblical archaeology is increasingly demonstrating that the Bible is historically accurate. By James Capo In recent years, archaeological evidence is emerging that more clearly illustrates the time of the early kings of Israel, David, Solomon, and Rehoboam, and it is confirming the historical accuracy of the biblical record from the time. This is important, since it had become common in the field of archaeology to doubt the reliability of the biblical accounts. The study of biblical archaeology has changed over the years. In the 1800s and early 1900s, when archaeologists began in earnest to excavate sites in Palestine, for example, the professionals largely did so with a Bible in one hand and a spade in the other. The Bible was their guide, and many archaeologists had the goal of illuminating and corroborating the biblical record. Finds were interpreted through the lens of Scripture. In the late 1900s, however, the authority of the Bible as a reliable historical text was being questioned. Many biblical stories and personalities came to be viewed, by increasing numbers, as just myths and legends. The assumption was that the accounts were written down long after the events supposedly described in the Bible's pages, by people who were essentially manufacturing their history. The reliability of the biblical text was suspect. According to this view, the stories of David, Solomon, and Rehoboam, kings over the powerful biblical kingdom of Judah, were myths. To support this idea, archaeologists would point to the fact that no non-biblical independent archaeological evidence had been yet found naming one of these powerful kings or the kingdom they were supposed to have ruled. Many archaeologists came to believe that during the 10th century B.C., the time when these kings were supposed to have ruled, the people that eventually showed up in the archaeological record more than 200 years later as the kingdom of Judah were just pastoral nomads. There was, the biblical minimalists claimed, no organized kingdom of Judah in the 10th century B.C. The biblical minimalists became dominant in the field of biblical archaeology, and commonly interpreted archaeological finds in ways that contradicted the biblical text. A weakness of the biblical minimalist view has been its reasoning from silence. According to this reasoning, if no archaeological record had been found that named a King David of Judah, then King David must not have existed, and there was little evidence of fortified cities in southern Israel that would have been built by the mighty kings of Judah, intent on unifying and strengthening their kingdom, as the Bible indicates David, Solomon, and Rehoboam did. City sites dating to that time period were interpreted as Canaanite or Philistine cities, not cities of Judah. But now that position is being challenged by a series of excavations with finds that clearly date to the 10th century B.C., the time of David, Solomon, and Rehoboam, and distinctly indicate a unified, functioning Judean kingdom, as described in the pages of the Bible. Overlooking the Valley of Elah, where the Bible indicates the young David faced off against the Philistine champion Goliath, 
Hebrew University archaeologist Yosef Garfinkel excavated the remains of a Judahite fortified city. Radiocarbon dating of finds at the site, known as Kirbet Kayafa, about 20 miles southwest of Jerusalem, reveal that the city was built and fortified at the time of David. Dr. Garfinkel associates this site with the biblical city of Sha'araim, mentioned in 1 Samuel 17.52. The Hebrew name of the city means double gates or two gates, and two monumental four-chambered city gates were found in the excavations of this city wall. No other site from this period in Israel has more than one gate. Some biblical minimalists claim the city was a Philistine or Canaanite city, but Dr. Garfinkel's excavations found that the city's walls were constructed in a style used only in Judah, never by Philistines or Canaanites. Figurines typically worshipped by the Philistines and Canaanites, and found commonly at their sites, were completely absent at the city, and of the thousands of animal bones recovered at the site, there was not a single pig bone. In light of the evidence, Dr. Garfinkel shows, identifying the site as a Philistine or Canaanite city is clearly an error. It was a city of the kingdom of Judah, a major urban building project undertaken at the time of King David at the edge of the territory of Judah on the border with its adversaries, the Philistines. In the January-February 2017 issue of Biblical Archaeology Review, Dr. Garfinkel and his associates Sar Ganor and Joseph Baruch Silver wrote, At the summit of the site, we found a palatial structure that probably served as the central administrative building for this area of the Davidic kingdom. This, along with the rest of the site, disproves the early assumption by some scholars that David was simply a local chieftain who ruled the area around Jerusalem at most. Some scholars view King David's kingdom as a simple agrarian society, sparsely inhabited, with no fortified cities, no administration, and no writing. These scholars find it very hard to accept the new discoveries at Kayafa, which have completely dismantled these hypotheses. After digging for seven seasons at Kayafa and incorporating evidence from several other sites, to add to the understanding of the biblical kingdom of David in the early 10th century, Dr. Garfinkel moved to Tel Lachish to study the latter half of the 10th century, the time of King Rehoboam of Judah. The city of Lachish was the second most important city in the kingdom of Judah, guarding the southern approach to the capital city of Jerusalem. The Bible records in 2 Chronicles 11, verses 5 and 11, that Rehoboam built cities for defense in Judah, and he fortified the strongholds and put captains in them and stores of food, oil, and wine. And one of those cities, verse 9 notes, was Lachish. Located on top of a high hill, surrounded by crops of grapes and figs, Lachish commands an impressive view in all directions. It had both an inner and outer wall protecting the city and a palatial structure at the highest point inside the city. The construction of this massive structure dates to the very time of Rehoboam, corroborating the biblical record. It also illustrates the fact that a strong central government existed in Judah in the 10th century BC. 
Volunteers, sponsored by Foundation Outreach International, led by Phil Sandilands, a pastor of the Church of God, a worldwide association, joined the excavation team working under the guidance of Dr. Garfinkel in the summer of 2023. The team excavated along a section of the city wall on the northern edge of the site, unearthing pottery, bones, and artifacts dating to the time of Rehoboam's construction and after. During the excavation, Mr. Sandilands interviewed Dr. Garfinkel about the significance of the site as it reveals the historicity of the biblical record. See the article, Interview with Archaeologist Joseph Garfinkel. Excavations at Lachish also document evidence of the siege of the city by the Assyrian king Sennacherib in 701 BC, during the time of Judah's King Hezekiah. The Assyrian siege of Lachish is one of the most thoroughly attested events in the Bible archaeologically. There are Assyrian records and wall panels from Sennacherib's palace in Nineveh describing the same events recorded in Scripture, as well as the evidence found in the ground of Tel Lachish. The remains of the massive Assyrian siege ramp built against the southwest corner of the city are clearly visible today. Later in history, the Bible records the fall of Judah to the Babylonians. Again, the archaeology corroborates the history. In a room by the Lachish city gate, some twenty potsherds were discovered with inscriptions written on them in ink. They are letters dated to the last years before the Babylonian invasion, describing the dire conditions that had come upon them. As more evidence comes to light, archaeology is increasingly demonstrating the accuracy and historicity of the biblical record. Thanks for listening. For more information from today's featured article, visit lifehopeandtruth.com.